The reading today is from John chapter 6, verses 25 to 40. That's John 6, 25 to 40. It's about when Jesus has fed the 5,000 and he's now come across the lake to Capernaum. And when it says they, it's talking about the crowd. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me, not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life which the Son of Man will give you. On him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, What miraculous sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our forefathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. It is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, From now on, give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, and not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Over the summer, for the next seven weeks, we're going to be looking at uh, seven massive things that Jesus says about himself. They all start with him saying, I am, and then something huge and wonderful. They all come in the account of Jesus' life written by John. So we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and we're going to be thinking over the summer whether it's an all-age service like this or whether uh, it's a service uh, with e-kids that we've got a couple of over uh, the summer, I am something. And today, we're thinking about Jesus saying, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Now, it, it might sound like an odd thing to say. What does, what does it mean? And how does it help me? How does it help me this week, Jesus saying, I am the bread of life? What difference does it make to me? Well, actually, you're going to do the hard work uh, on that one. Because in a moment, we're going to have 
I don't know if we've got anyone here who's any good at solving codes. If you are, this could be invaluable. Now, for the code, you need to know your alphabet. And it would be quite handy if you have 26 fingers. So if, if you're here and you've got 26 fingers, that's ideal. Let, let's just, oh, put, no, 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 put it down, put it down, put it down. Don't show it. Yeah, I've got to explain it. Thank you. Who can tell me what the first letter of the alphabet is? There is no trick to this. It is, it is what, it, what it sounds like. Elspeth, what's the first letter of the alphabet? A, you're absolutely right. Well done. What is the 26th letter of the alphabet? The 26th letter of the alphabet. Toby? It's Z. Well done. Little clue. Z doesn't appear in the code you have to crack. Here's one that may be more useful. What's the 10th letter of the alphabet? What's the 10th? I can see some grown-ups using their fingers for this one. Emily, do you think you know? You're saying it like it's a guess. It's a correct guess. Tenth letter is J. So, you're in just a moment, a code is going to appear, and you have to work out what the code says. Okay? When you think you've done it, you can put your hand up. You don't have to. Are you ready? <laughs> the organized people are looking for their pens. Give me a pen. Give me a pen. Here we go. Wave it. Wave at me if you think you've got it. Look sad at me if you need a bit more time. I, I can't tell sad expressions from here. Josh and Caleb think they got it really quickly. What, what does it say? What does the code say? Jesus will always satisfy you. Well done. If you got that, give yourself a tap. Pass on the back. Jesus will always satisfy you. If you weren't sure where the letters were, there we have it. If we remember one thing from today's service, I would love us to go home remembering this. Jesus will always satisfy you. Now let's just quickly see how we get that from the Bible. It's not just me saying that. We need to see where we get it from the Bible. In the Old Testament... The God's people, the Israelites, were going through the wilderness or through the desert, as it's sometimes called. And there was not much food. Deserts don't have much food. So how did they live? They spent 40 years there. How did they live in the desert, in the wilderness? They lived because God sent down something called manna. Now, boys and girls, you may have done this in e-kids. You may have done it quite recently. I don't know. Does anyone know what manna is? Anybody think they know what manna is? Put your hand up if you think you do. Olivia, go on, shout it out. It's bread. Manna is bread. It came down from heaven. Apparently, it was a. It sort of, if you can think of what frosties look like, you may not have unhealthy cereals in your house, but it looked a bit like frosties. But it was bread, and it kept the Israelites going. For 40 years. If we can have the next slide, please. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, it's not Moses who's given you the bread from heaven. Moses was the leader of God's people when they're in the desert. And he said, it wasn't Moses who gave you the bread, but it is my father 
who gives you the bread from heaven. And then Jesus draws a contrast between manna and a different sort of bread. If we can have the next slide, please. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Well, that sounds amazing to the crowd. Bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They want a bit of this. They said, sir, they said, always give us this bread. But they still hadn't got what Jesus meant. Manna and what Jesus calls true bread have something in common and something that's different. If we can have the next slide, please. They both come from heaven. Manna came down from heaven. What Jesus calls the true bread came down from heaven. Press the button, please. But there was something that was very different. Manna kept the people alive, but it didn't give them life. It didn't give them true life. It didn't give them life that lasts forever. But Jesus says the true bread gives life to the world. Very different. Well, they're saying we want some of that. And they're, they're thinking maybe it's like the manna in the Old Testament. Or Jesus has just fed the huge crowd of 5,000 with just five barley loaves and two fish. They want more bread like that. But Jesus is talking about something very different. Or rather, someone very different. If we can have the next slide, please. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus will always satisfy you. Jesus will always satisfy you. If we can have the next slide, please. Jesus declared to him, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Not ever go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Not ever be thirsty. Jesus will always satisfy you. And look, the two halves of this go together. So what does it mean to come to Jesus, whoever comes to me? Well, it is to believe in him, to have our trust in Jesus. Sometimes in the Bible, we have commands, things that we have to do. So we're told to do something, and what God wants is for us to do it. Sometimes in the Bible, God shows us where we've gone wrong, where we've done things that are wrong or turned the wrong way or made wrong decisions. And with those bits, he wants us to say sorry and to turn back to him. But there are some bits in the Bible where what God wants is for us to believe it and to go on believing. And I think this is one of those. I think what each one of us needs to do this morning is believe that Jesus will always satisfy us and go on believing that, not stop believing it. But sometimes we find it hard to believe it. Why do we find it hard? Well, sometimes because life is hard and therefore we think, well, I'm not sure. Does Jesus, will Jesus really satisfy me when, when everything's feeling quite as difficult as this? Sometimes that there are other things that have nothing to do with Jesus that, that somehow seem better than him. And we want to go off and, and follow those things. And we think, oh, I'm not sure how much fun it is doing the Jesus stuff. Sometimes our plans go wrong. If we can have the next slide. This is a slide of plans going wrong. So this guy, hang on, let's see if this will work. 
this guy, he's just failed his exams. Look, he's got an F for fail. I know what that's like. I don't know if other people here do, but I do. Sometimes we, the sports team we love, other sports are available other than football, we get dropped from the sports team. And, and that's happened to me a lot. That's really sad. Uh, this one's never happened to me because I've never been able to play a musical instrument. But sometimes we don't get into the orchestra or the ballet troupe or, or, the, or the play that we really want a part in. And that can be really hard. Sometimes the things that we dream of just don't happen. We don't get the job we've been dreaming of. We don't get the house we've been dreaming of. We don't get the partner we've been dreaming of or the children we've been dreaming of. And it's at those times that we think, does Jesus really satisfy me? I'm not sure that he does. But in the good times, and particularly in the bad times, we need to remember and believe that Jesus will always satisfy you. I want you, each of us now, just to stop and to have a quiet moment where we reflect. Because right now, there will be something that will be causing you to wonder, does Jesus really satisfy me? Maybe because something's going wrong in your life. Maybe because something's going brilliantly in your life. And you wonder, will Jesus... Does Jesus really satisfy me? Well, let's each just take a moment of quiet to think about that. Let's do that now. And then just in the quiet, let's each say a prayer to Jesus where we ask him to help us to believe that he will always satisfy us because he is the bread of life. Let's each say a prayer to Jesus now. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the bread of life. Please would you help us to believe that you will always satisfy us. Amen.